You're listening to Points Talk with the Travel Mom Squad, previously known as the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Follow the links in the show notes to stay up to date with what the Travel Mom Squad has been up to. It may come as a huge shock to you that Hyatt offers our favorite hotel loyalty program. In today's episode, we're taking a deep dive into Hyatt Globalist status, what it is, why we love it, and how you can earn it too. Welcome to the Travel Hacky Mom Show. We are three moms who've discovered how to leverage credit card welcome offers to get hundreds of thousands of dollars in travel expenses for nearly free. We've used credit card points and miles to take vacations to places like Hawaii, Paris, Greece, the Maldives, Italy, and so much more. And the best part? We each still have an 800 plus credit score. Imagine being able to book a vacation without having to check your bank account. It's totally possible and we're here to show you how. Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Pam, Alex's mom. And I'm Jess. We are Travel Hacking Moms. Today, we are talking all about our absolute favorite hotel status. You may hear us talk about Hyatt Globalist status pretty frequently and wonder why we are so obsessed. We are here to tell you all about why Globalist status deserves all the praise that it gets. But just because we love it doesn't mean it's the right fit for you. So a little bit later on in the episode, we'll get into whether it makes sense for you or not. First, I'm going to kick it off with how exactly to even qualify for globalist status. So to earn globalist status, you have to either earn 60 qualifying nights with Hyatt or 100,000 base points. But don't get confused. Base, Base points are not just points you earn on your Hyatt card necessarily. You cannot transfer 100,000 points from Chase to Hyatt and say, oh, I got my globalist status. If you could, that, that would be that really would be easy. <laughs> yeah. We would all earn globalist status like January 1 every year if that were the case. So base points are earned from money that you actually spend at Hyatt hotels or resorts. So obviously, if we're using points or free night certificates, we're not going to be earning a ton of base points. Um, I feel like this way of earning status is probably more for business travelers who are paying cash for their stays and being reimbursed from their employer. But I don't know many or any points and miles people who earn globalists by getting 100,000 base points. So we're going to be focusing on the 60 nights part. The nice thing is that all nights stayed at Hyatt count towards those 60 nights. So if you use points, if you use points plus cash, if you redeem a free night certificate, those are all going to count towards those 60 nights. But it is not just nights that you actually stay at Hyatt that count towards those 60 nights. Pam is going to go into a little bit more about how to earn those qualifying nights from the Hyatt credit cards. Yeah, having the Hyatt credit cards really helps with that. Um, I think lots of times we've said that the personal Hyatt card doesn't have the best of bonuses, hasn't for a long time, but it does offer something really good besides the free night award every year. You get five qualifying nights if you have that card. That's huge. That's a lot of nights towards that 60 nights. And so for that reason, I'll always have my personal Hyatt card just for that. You can also get two nights per every $5,000 that you spend on that personal Hyatt card. 
that isn't um, something that I've really done. I, if I was close to getting status, I would certainly think about doing that. Then with the business Hyatt card, for every $10,000 that you spend on that card, you get five nights. So you get a little bit more elite night credit when you have that card. And I have done that. That was part of how I was able to get globalist status for this next year is that I paid some estimated taxes with that and completely worth doing because it really made it so that I didn't have to stay in, in a Hyatt for 60 nights. One thing that I did this year, so I'm not going to get 60 nights in a Hyatt by sleeping in a Hyatt. I get it through a mix between nights and spend all my Hyatt cards. One thing that I do is I do every year spend $15,000 on my personal Hyatt card. That gets me six elite nights, but then it also gives me a free night certificate. So every year when you spend $15,000 on that card, you get a free night certificate. So that right there, because I get the free night certificate, gets me seven elite nights. So I do that and then I then prioritize my spending on the business Hyatt card. And I also want to clarify because we get this question a lot. So when we say like you get five qualifying elite nights from the Hyatt personal card, those are not free nights that you can redeem for actual stays at Hyatt. They are just nights that count towards elite status. So I don't want people... Every every now and then we get people that are so excited because they go, yes, five nights? How did I get this? Yeah. And I'm like, sorry, you don't actually get to redeem those for anything. But if you're going for globalist status, then they are helpful. Yeah. So I think all of us do a mix of spending on our card plus hotel nights. I mean, Jess, you might be getting to the point where you're getting close to 60 nights with your head in a high bed. I think I actually probably did hit 60 or close to it this year because I just traveled a ton. But yes, normally what I do is exactly what you said, Alex, which is prioritize Hyatt stays whenever I am traveling, hit that 15000 on the personal card to get the free night certificate plus those six elite nights. And then rest of my spend goes on that Hyatt business card to get those elite nights. So Grandma Pam has to brag. This is my first year of having globalist status, and I got it last year through a fast track, and we'll be talking more about that. But this year, I already have 70 nights. So I know their their jaws are dropping. So I have done a lot of stays. When we did our uh, Japan, New Zealand, um, Australia trip, we I think I got like almost 20 nights just through that. So, um, yeah, it's been a good year for Pam. I'm at 59 nights. You're going to hit it, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're going on a trip. The three of us are going to Scottsdale later this year, and I booked it um, for everybody. So I will be getting the three elite nights. So that'll put me over the edge. Are you wasn't? Your, are you using your points? We don't have to give you back any. That's from nice of you, Alex. You wish. No, I. you haven't paid me yet. I'm just waiting until the trip is over. <laughs> and I will be sending you your uh, invoice. <laughs> yeah. It's not bad, though. We booked it. And I think you each only owe me like 21,000 points maybe for a three-night stay. So another good time. 
to go on trips with other people because you use so much less points. All right. Well, Alex, tell us about some of the perks of global status and why we love it so much. Okay. So I, hands down, Hyatt has the most generous perks, especially let's kick it off with free breakfast. A lot of other hotels will give you a $15 credit or something like that, or you get free breakfast for two people. Hyatt gives you free breakfast for two adults and two children. In my experience, more often than not, they've given it to our whole family. Not every time, but there's been numerous occasions at different hotels where they've wiped the bill off for all six of us or all five of us. Because usually a lot of the places we've stayed, they, if your kid's under five, sometimes they'll eat for free, depending on where you're at. But still, they'll... I think we've had one occasion where they didn't clear the whole bill, where we had to pay, where they just covered two adults and two kids. So I would always go in and just assume that you're pro- if you have more than two adults and two kids, be prepared to pay for your extra kids. But you might be fortunate and they just might cover your whole bill. I think the most amazing part is, I mean, that's amazing. And some of the globalist breakfast, breakfasts are really, <laughs> really good, but it They'll cover your gratuity, too. So yeah, you can yeah. leave this nice, generous gratuity, and that's wiped off, too. Now, nobody does something like that. Well, that's you know what? I'm going to be honest. I feel like the the way that they do gratuity is a little confusing um, and unclear. So I usually leave a tip, and they cover the tip. So I write on the tip, you know, whatever, 20% or whatever for the server. And the last time I was at a Hyatt, they didn't cover the tip. They charged me for the tip. So I asked the hotel and they were like, oh, we already covered the tip. And so basically they told me to just write globalist on the tip line and it's covered. So that's the only time that's happened to me though. So I think it's, I don't know, Jess, do you have a, I usually leave them a tip, but I was like, well, I guess, I don't know. I don't know what the exact right answer is. In my experience, the nicer the Hyatt, the more generous they are with that sort of thing. Yeah. So places like Park Hyatt, Park Hyatt's and Thompson's have always wiped the entire bill for me. When you start getting closer to like the Regencies, that's where it can get – that's where I have found it gets a little bit trickier with the tipping situation. So I always – like you said, like if they if I go in and view my charges and they've charged me for it, I go clarify with them like, okay, what exactly – is covered or not covered. I'll also say if if you're at a hotel or resort that has club lounge access, you can like bring as many people as you want in there because yeah, you just use your key to enter. So I know like for y'all in Hawaii, you always just bring your whole family of six in there and have never had an issue, right? Yeah. So. Like they have a thing where you can write down your name and your room number, like a clipboard. I saw about 20% of people actually signing in on the clipboard. So there's really not a whole lot of regulation going on in the at either the Hyatt Regency, Maui, or Kauai. So the next perk is you can do points advance bookings. So if you want to book a stay for six months out yet and you're waiting for maybe your ink business cash bonus to, to post so you can have the points to book it. If you don't have the points yet, you can contact Hyatt and make that reservation. You just need to have the points a week before your stay, that is amazing. Because there's sometimes if you want to travel at high peak time, for example, 
you know, you want to go somewhere for spring break. You're not going to, you don't have the points yet, but you want to book it right when availability opens. So you can guarantee you're going to be in Hawaii for spring break. You can do that with the points advanced booking. So super awesome perk. I think this also was really nice that, you know, sometimes they will um, change how much a hotel costs. And when we got word last year about that happening, we were able to make some um, points advance bookings to some of the places we wanted to stay at for the next year at the lower cost for that year. That was huge. Like when we just got back from the Hyatt Ziva that was at the lower price. And we booked those knowing that it was going to increase. And that was super nice because we didn't have all the points we needed at that time. Yeah, we, I did two, I booked two rooms doing points advance for that stay. So that was really awesome. Um, another perk of global status is you can get suite upgrades based on availability at check-in. So if you're showing up at the Hyatt Regency Maui, and you see on the Hyatt app that there's a standard suite available, you should theoretically just be bumped up to that suite. If not, you can ask them and say, hi, I see that this standard suite is available. Could I be moved up to that suite, please? So that's really amazing, too, that you are entitled to suite upgrades, not just an ocean view room or you know, a higher level floor, you can get the suite. So really cool with that. And I think that I know for Jess and I both that there's, she actually has changed me a little bit. I used to just kind of hope that I was going to get one. And then she told me that, no, if you see it, you can ask for it. And so I've gotten bolder. And so if I see that there's one available and they go, oh, we upgraded you to a nicer room, I'll go, oh, I see that you've got a suite. Could I possibly get that? And most of the time they have let me have it. I'll tell you, there have been a couple times where they says, oh no, it's not available. And I'm going, I see it on there. I'm into my brain. I'm saying that I'm not saying that to them. And I just let it slide, but it, but it is really a nice perk. When we are getting ready to check into a hotel, all three of us will go into the Hyatt app and you can see what your room type is. And so we'll, we're all like crossing our fingers to see if it says you've been upgraded. And so then we'll take a screenshot and send it to each other. That's actually what happened to me when I went to High, High Regency Maui last April. I woke up that morning, opened my, I think Jess, you had texted me and you're like, have you, been, have you checked your Hyatt app yet? So I checked and it said, you've been upgraded to a standard suite, King Suite. And I was so excited because I had tried to upgrade to a suite using a suite upgrade award, which we'll talk about later, and wasn't able to do it. So it's a really cool, really cool benefit. Um, you also get free parking on award stays, which is really nice. Um, that includes self-parking or um, valet parking. So that can save you a ton of money. When we went to higher Regency Huntington Beach, I think the valet or the parking is between $40 and $50 or something crazy like that. So it can be a huge money saver to get free parking. You also get 4 p.m. checkout. That's amazing when you have a late flight to be able to stay at your hotel and not rush out and be like, okay, well, what are we going to do the rest of the day? That also, if you're staying at a resort, 
they they're they don't have they're not required to allow you to have the 4 p.m checkout so doesn't always work for the resorts but i've had good luck with it yeah for us the free parking on awards days has actually been a really great benefit like when we drove to chicago this summer we stayed four nights at the thompson valet parking was $75 a night. Oh, that's crazy. In downtown Chicago. And so, you know, we saved $300 on parking by having globalist status. So you either need globalist status or you do not take a car to Chicago. Or don't take a car to Chicago. You don't really need a car. We did a road trip, which is why yeah. we had ours. But um, but yeah, it's just some of those some of those parking in big cities is can really add up. Yeah. Okay, so I thought it would be fun if we each went through and said what our favorite globalist perk is out of all of those. So, Alex, what's yours? So, mine is going to be free breakfast for a couple of reasons. One, I got a large family. That saves us so much money. Two, it saves us so much time. Because in the past, we... We get up, we load up in the cart, we go eat somewhere else because the eating at the resort is super expensive. So we're thinking, oh, where should we go eat today? What should we have? And it's so much easier to wake up and walk downstairs versus hopping in a cart and having to do the mental labor of thinking of where we should eat. The decision is made for you. It's free and it's saves you so much time. So free breakfast is my favorite. And it's quick because you're not having to listen to your kids complain about how hungry they are while you're loading into the car and deciding where you're going to go eat. Exactly. All right, Pam, what about you? Well, 100% for me, it's the sweet upgrades. Nothing makes this lady happier than to get upgraded to a suite. I love the bougie lifestyle. And to be able to use points somewhere else to stay somewhere and then get a suite, life doesn't get much better. What about you, Jess? Well, I was going to say free breakfast initially, but then I was like, no, Alex is definitely going to say free breakfast because her family is so big. So after that, I really, really like the points advance bookings feature. I have saved so many points by being able to do that because like Pam says, when every March when Hyatt releases their devaluation, I just go book a ton of hotels and I use points advance and get them at the lower price. And you can always cancel, you know, if you if you book a points advance and you decide, you know what, I'm not going to take that trip. I don't really want to go there. You can just cancel it. No penalty. And so there's really no risk involved um, with doing that. And like like you just said, Alex, I locked in a week at the Grand Hyatt Kauai for next October and I did it with points advance because I just didn't want like that's just one of those aspirational properties that's likely to sell out of award rooms. So I was like, I don't really know if we're going to go or not, but I'm just going to book it, lock in my room. And then as it gets closer, we'll we'll see. I just recently canceled a stay that I had um, for, I think, next February for the the Cap Ziva because I wanted to try that out. And then I decided that the Ziva is more my style when I'm going with the grandkids. And so they weren't going to go. So I canceled it. And I was so excited. I said, I can't wait for my points to come back in. And then no point came. And I go, oh, darn. That was an advanced 
uh, points booking. So just remember what you've done so that you're not disappointed if you cancel it and don't get the points back because I was pretty bummed. The other thing that's nice about the points advanced bookings too for you, Jess, is if you guys didn't know this, Jess is an earn and burn. Jess is not sitting on half a million Chase Ultimate Rewards like myself. I get like stressed if my Chase Ultimate Rewards drop below a certain amount. And so she, she's she got to have those points advanced or else she's not going to near as many Hyatts as she is staying. No, I don't, have, I don't have enough points in my account to pay for all the stays I have booked a year in advance. So without that points advanced booking... Man, I, all my all my Hyatts would probably sell out before I could book them. So, okay, now we are going to talk about milestone rewards, and these are really fun because these are little treats that you get. You know how Pam loves her treats. These are little treats that you get once you hit certain milestones of elite nights, and you get these regardless of your status with Hyatt. So even if you're just a general Hyatt member. Once you hit the certain amount of nights, you're going to get these perks. They just rehauled the entire Milestone Rewards program, I feel like. So starting January 1st, there are a lot of changes to the Milestone Rewards, which we are going to cover. We're also going to link in the show notes to our blog post about all of the changes because there's a lot. Like, for example, currently you can only achieve milestone rewards up to 100 elite nights. They're bumping that up to 150 elite nights is the cap now. We are not going to go through every milestone reward that you could earn up to 150 nights because Alex, I don't know about you, but I am probably not going to get anywhere close to 150 nights next year. No, definitely not. So if you do think you're going to get there, you can go read our blog post and read all about those. We're going to talk about the milestone rewards up to 60 nights because that is when you hit globalist. And so that is really what we care about the most and probably what you care about the most. I will also say that when I saw the announcement about changes to the Hyatt program, my heart stopped and I was like, oh my gosh, I was expecting the worst. I was expecting the tier levels to change. I was expecting them to scrap the award chart. None of that happened. And so I feel like overall, these are positive changes, and I'm very grateful that it wasn't worse than this or that it, I mean, I don't really view these as super negative. We'll get into the details, but. Yeah, um, I completely agree with you because it is usually when there's a change, it means things got worse. And I think there's some things here that I'm actually really excited about. Yeah. So overall, like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. So Yeah. yeah. So one of the big changes is that you can now transfer these to other people. And so that was always sort of a negative in the past because we'll talk about this more. But when you like, for example, when you hit 20 nights in a year, you get two club lounge access awards. But if you're already globalist, then those really are useless for you because you get club access with your globalist status. And so now something like that, you could transfer and gift to someone else, which makes them a lot more valuable. The biggest changes are to the guest of honor program that Hyatt offers. No other hotel chain offers a program like this. And guest of honor used to be a globalist perk. And so once you hit those, once you hit globalist, you got guest of honor, which allows you 
to book Hyatt stays for others and basically gift your globalist status. So any stays that you guest of honor for someone else, they would get things like free breakfast, free parking on award stays, sweet upgrade awards at check-in, late checkout, all those great globalist perks. You could give those to someone else by utilizing guest of honor. And it was unlimited. There was no limit on how many times you could do a guest of honor booking. That has now changed. And, and it of used honor, to be like you could only use it on like it had to be on award stays too. Yes. It was just yeah. for award stays. Yeah. So it had to be on award stays. And so now it is no longer unlimited because it is a milestone reward instead of a globalist perk. But a couple of the positives that come along with that are that, like Alex said, you can now book them with points or cash bookings. And so I find that incredibly helpful to be able to do because a lot of times when I'm doing guest of honor bookings, it's for someone who maybe doesn't have points or maybe doesn't have enough points for the redemption that they're looking at. So maybe they just want to pay cash, the standard rate, and I guest of honor for them and they get all those perks. So that's really nice. You're also going to be able to book it online starting in January, which is amazing because currently you have to either call or chat and it's just a little bit of a pain to do that. The other positive thing is that normally how it is right now, if I were to do a guest of honor booking for Alex, which I have done in the past, and it was, let's say, for example, it was a three-night stay, Alex would get three elite nights from that stay and I would get none. Now, Alex will get three and I will get one. So the member who is doing the booking gets one qualifying elite night per booking for any guest of honor stays. That's a pretty sweet perk because that's an easy way for the globalist member or the, the person doing the guest of honor booking to rack up more elites. So I think overall positive-ish changes. I was a little disappointed at first because I tend to do a lot of guest of honor bookings, but I understand the thing is like in order to allow you to do them for cash days, they have to limit them because otherwise a someone who's a globalist could just do 60 guest of honor bookings on cash days, earn one elite night for every one and just hit globalist that way. You yeah. know, just find random people and be like, let me do a guest of honor stay for you and you reimburse me for the price and I'm just going to rack up elite nights. So I understand why they did it, like in order to be able to do it for cash bookings. Yeah, there would have been a lot of ways for people to take advantage of the system. I mean, it would have been pretty awesome. I'm kind of like, man, why couldn't they have started with that and then later <laughs> yeah. realized like that wasn't a good like, idea. Not idea. <laughs> the other thing is that if you achieved globalist status in 2023, they are going to plop five guest of honor bookings into your account on January 1st as a one-time courtesy. So you're going to start out the year with five. And then as we'll talk about, you could earn more as the year goes on. Another little tidbit, I was reading the terms and conditions, hashtag lawyer. And I saw that if you achieved globalist in 2023, you actually have what's called legacy guest of honor, which allows you to book guest of honor the old-fashioned way by calling up or chatting if you run out of those five, but they have to be with points bookings. So 
You can't legacy guest of honor a ton of cash bookings like we were talking about, but you could use the five that they're putting into your account on cash days and then an unlimited number of points guest of honor bookings until February, the end of February 2025. I know that's a lot of info and you're probably not going to be able to keep it all straight, but we will link the blog post and then you can go check out all the changes there. Okay. So getting into what the actual milestone rewards are. So the first one's going to be once you hit 20 elite nights. This is, like we've said, stays, nights from credit cards, like the personal credit card, you get the five already. Spend on the credit cards, that's all going to count towards these nights. So 20 nights, you used to only get two club access awards here. That was the only thing you got. Now you have a choice. You can get the two club lounge access awards or you can get a $25 find experience credit. Those are like those experiences that we've talked about in the past. They have some at major cities. I use them to get Broadway tickets when we go to New York City. So it could be an option, good option for you. Or this is new. They have a 2K next stay award. What that means is you will earn 2,000 bonus points on your next stay. There's a few different brand options, but Hyatt House and Hyatt Place are included in those. So that's kind of nice. Um, I don't know which one of those would you choose, Alex? I think, well, I think for somebody who is knows they're not going to get 60 nights, I think the Club Access Awards are really nice because if you know Hey, my family's planning a trip to Grand Hyatt, Kauai. That would get you into the club lounge there, which is an incredible savings. Right. Much, much more value than a $25 find experience credit. Right. So I would go for that. If you know that you're not going to be staying at a Hyatt place or a Hyatt house where breakfast is already included, if you're going to be staying at a Hyatt Regency or Grand Hyatt, that's where you'll usually find those club lounges. That's what I would choose. Right. At somebody who's going to get 60 nights, I will choose the 2K Next Day Award. What about you? I would also choose the 2K Next Day Award, and I would try to find a Hyatt Place Category 1 off-peak 3,500-point night, and I would book that, and then I would get 2,000 points back. So I would basically get an elite night for 1500 Hyatt points, which is so good. So good. So I totally agree with what you said, though. The fine credit is, I'm not even really looking at that. Yeah, I but, mean, $25 is woohoo. <laughs> yeah. But I agree with what you said. I'm already globalist. And so I don't have a lot of benefit for the club lounge access awards. But I agree with you that if I knew I have some nice days coming up where I could use these and I know I'm not going to be globalist at that time, then I would totally go with that also. All right. At 30 nights, it's going to be the exact same choice. So the 2K next day award, the two club lounge access awards, or the fine experience credit. So you're going to choose one of those. You're also going to get a category one to four free night certificate. So you know, we love those. I was a little disappointed. I was hoping they were going to bump up the categories, like make it a category one to five free night certificate, because I feel like they just keep bumping up hotels into from a four to a five. But, you know, it is what it is. So same same as 20 nights, but you add in that category one to four free night award at 40 nights. 
you that's where the guest of honor comes in and you're going to get one guest of honor award at 40 nights. You're also going to get a choice of 5,000 points, one sweet upgrade award, or a $150 find experience credit. So Alex, between those three, which one are you choosing? Sweet upgrade award. Well, I, oh, you stole my answer. It, well, no, it kind of depends on what I think I will, what my next year looks like. Because there's been some times, because how many do you currently, we, we get like four a year, usually if you hit 60. Um, I mean, that's changing now, correct? As we'll get to. But like, that is staying the same. You're oh, still getting, you you're still, still getting, getting four. Yeah. So basically this, this allows you to have five instead of. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. And so for me, we'll see because for myself, those sweet upgrade awards, as I said before, come in really handy with the family. But I don't know if we would go somewhere that we need for. And sometimes, like, if you want to use one in Hawaii, you've got to book it quickly. Those ones go fast. And so I don't know. I would kind of just depend. I would look out and be like, okay, what's my next year looking like? If it isn't looking like I would need it, then I'd probably choose the 5,000 bonus points. All right. I'm choosing the Sweet Upgrade Award, I think, regardless, because I always. Yeah, you travel a lot more than me. I like, always. You were like, I, you were trying to use for it. <laughs> like, I was almost like, how am I going to use my last one? For this year, but we're using it when we go to Scottsdale for our travel hockey mom retreat. But before that, I was like, oh, I need to find a way to use that. So you find ways, but yeah. Are All right. We, are we ter- terrible that we're not picking up guest of honor awards? Sorry, friends and family. No, no, you get that. You oh, get you get it. Okay. Of, you get the guest of honor okay, award few. no matter what. Okay. So few. it's like you get the guest of honor award and then you get the choice of okay, the other. Okay, Perfect. Because so I was in like, my wait, example, how am I going to get guest of honor award? No. So in my example, I would get a guest of honor award and, and a yes. upgrade award at 40 nights. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. At 50 nights, you have a choice. At 50 nights, I think it just used to be two sweet upgrade awards. Now you have a choice. You can do 5,000 bonus points, two sweet upgrades, two sweet upgrade awards, or a $150 fine experience credit. I'm obviously going with the two sweet upgrade awards. I think totally same. I don't know why they wouldn't do like 10,000 points. Like why would it be yeah. 5,000 and two sweet upgrade awards like the same as 40 nights? I don't know. Yeah. I don't get it. But I'm doing two sweet upgrade awards for that one. And then at 60 nights, which is where you achieve globalist status, you're going to get two guest of honor awards. Like 40 nights, this is not a choice. You just get the two guest of honor awards. You get, and then the rest of it is just stuff that was already included at 60 nights. You get that category one to seven free night certificate, the two sweet upgrade awards, and access to my Hyatt concierge. So those are really great perks. I personally love my concierge, and I know people have hit or miss experiences with theirs, but. It's just really nice to be able to have a direct contact at Hyatt. She transfers my points for me. Like I send her my points combining forms so I don't have to wait for the general Hyatt email to take like two weeks to do it. 
and she does my guest of honor bookings on my sweet upgrade awards. Well, and, and now she won't even have to do your guest of honor bookings. Which will I be know. I'm so like, nice. what, am I gonna, what am I gonna have her do now? You know, I um, had to contact my my concierge too because one of my stays didn't show up on my Hyatt Bingo, the brand explorer. And so I was like, Jess, has this happened yet? She's like, no, contact your Hyatt concierge. And so I did. I haven't heard back from her yet. Usually sometimes um, at the bottom of the email, once you have one, it'll say their hours and when they work. And I think mine works like three days a week or something like that. But okay. there's all, the other thing that's nice too is there is a phone number that you can call if you need something right away. And you can talk to a different one to get done what yeah. you need. So I love that benefit too because it's really nice when you have a question about literally anything. Yeah. Have someone you can ask that to and you don't have to be like, okay, what's the right department? Who should I ask this? Who should I be asking? Should I call the Hyatt mainline? Should I tweet them or whatever it's called now? X? X? They, <laughs> what do you even say now? X them? That doesn't I just call right. it Twitter still. I'm like, I'm not calling it X. That feels. Or the app formerly known as Twitter or whatever the they app say. formerly known as Twitter. Um, but yes, the, yeah. that is a really, I really like that perk. And they've done specials. Like, didn't you email yours before Eli's birthday when y'all went to Hawaii? And then he got like yes. a cake and balloons and streamers. Yes. And, all and we stuff. got a, they upgraded us to a suite. I didn't have, a, I tried to use a suite upgrade award, but there was, there wasn't, it wasn't available to use. And so, yeah, I sent her email. I said, we've been trying to get a suite upgrade, but it, like they were all booked. If something comes available, we got a suite, we got a cake, we got decorations, a basket of treats. It was literally kind of mind blowing all the things that they did. And we're like, okay, yep, we're gonna keep, we're gonna stay globalist. This, yeah, they well, me. it was just, it was similar for us when we went to Paris. It was we were there for Molly's birthday, and I emailed my concierge and I said, hey, if you could just you know, leave a note in the reservation saying we're celebrating her birthday. We walk into the room and there is like cake, macaroons, balloons, a bottle of sparkling apple juice, a note from our concierge. So like she must have told them like write this in the note. Yeah. Um, and this was at the Park High at Paris and it was amazing. Like Molly could not believe it. She was like, this is for me. Are we in the right room? And I was like, yes. That's <laughs> amazing. And I love it. It's just like when someone treats your kid. It's yeah. even better than if they were to do it for yourself. You're like, yeah, oh. exactly. It just like means even more. Yeah. So that is a wrap on the new milestone rewards slash guest of honor changes. Like we said, check the show notes for our blog post that goes more into depth. If you are thinking you're going to get 100 or 150 nights, you might want to check that out. And yeah. That's- All right, Pam, tell us about mattress runs. Okay, so a mattress run is when you book a stay because you want more qualifying nights. You may or may not actually stay in it. I think the first time that I did this was when I was trying to do the fast track for globalist status. And so with that, you usually have to stay, have 20 nights in three months. Well, that's hard because, you know, that's not always going to fall when you have a big trip planned. And so I thought, okay, I need to book some really cheap Hyatts and then either not stay or stay at them so that I can get the more elite nights. And I probably, out of that 20 nights I was trying to um, 
get the stays for, I probably did at least half of that was a mattress run. And so there, so I did it two different ways. One of the ways is that I, there was a, I don't, if you have a category one, that is ideal. If you live near category one, because you can find off peak nights for 3,500 points, that's perfect. I didn't have a category one near me, but I did have a category two. And so I would, when I would be going to Colorado Springs to see my daughter, I would stop off at Denver on two different occasions. I would book it for uh, a week. I'd book it for three or four days. Yeah, I did one time a whole week. Yeah. Be, especially because, so what I would do is I would go in, I would check in. And this is really silly. So I don't know why I felt the need that I needed to do this, but I go in and I throw the the mattress. The um, you threw the mattress. Not the mess. I throw the uh, cover the comforter off. I take some towels. I throw them around, and then I put the do not disturb um, placket on my outside door. So they're going to think you're dead because <laughs> you, you own the mattress and you never come out of your room. Especially when they hear that mattress thunk, thunk, thunk. They're going to think the bond. It was the body. So, so. Pam is taking mattress run very literally. Yeah. Roll the mattress. So that's one of the things that I did. Then another thing that I did is I found, I think, Jess, wasn't it? I think it was in Houston. I think I did find a category. Yeah, you one. did. And I said, I'll go check in for you if you need me to. Right. So I found a category one, but I could do a um, a mobile check-in, a mobile yeah. check-in. And so that worked. So I, I, when I would do that, I'd just do it one night at a time. And so I would check in and I didn't stay there, but I had no problem with that. Until I think I did it, Alex, in Utah, I tried it. I think I tried it down at a Hyatt in Lehigh. And the next morning, I got something that said, you did not stay. Or, or they weren't awarded to me after a couple nights. And so I'm checking with Hyatt. You can also, if you don't have a, a Hyatt concierge, like before I had one, I would go to Twitter. And they're just, you know, speak to the general Hyatt concierge. And I'm going, what happened? I, you know, I checked in and I didn't get it. And they said, yeah, you didn't stay. <laughs> and so you have to be a little bit careful about it. Mobile check-in is not guaranteed to work. And probably if you're going to, it's probably a little bit smarter to not stay longer than one to two nights at a time. But I was pretty fortunate because I think I did like a, a three-night stay. I did a probably a four or five-night stay. And then I did the six or seven-night stay. And they worked for me. So a mattress run is huge. If you're really close to getting to that 60K, it's the end of the year. You can't do another 60, vacation. 60, not, not 60K, just yes. 60. Six nights. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, I think I think I have done I have successfully done mobile check-in also, but I was stressed about it. So I try I live in Houston. Luckily, there are a ton of category ones near me. 
So I do try and book a category one that I can physically go check into. And like Pam said, I'll like toss around the sheets and the towels to make it look like I was there. You don't throw the mattress I, on the I don't no. I don't actually pick up the mattress and throw it, but I might try that next time. Um <laughs> but yeah, I've only done like one or two nights at a time just because I get paranoid that if they notice that you're not because after a certain amount of time, even if you put the do not disturb sign on, they by law have to go into the room to do like a welfare check. So if you've checked in and it, your do not disturb sign has been on the door for like five days, I feel like that's kind of a red flag to where they could mark you as a no show. So just to be a little bit more cautious, I only do a couple of nights at a time. Yeah, I definitely, definitely feel like I've heard more stories, especially when a fast track is happening of people checking in on mobile, not going to the hotel and them not getting awarded their stay. So you definitely need to proceed with caution. I have only done a few mattress runs. And when I do them, I typically will use like a free night certificate or if it's a really cheap cash rate, I'll do that. Just pay for it. I think you definitely need to do, do a cost benefit analysis when you're doing a mattress run to see, okay, how much value am I going to get out of globalists compared to how much money I'm spending on mattress runs? I Like I said before, I've only done like maybe three mattress runs a year. I'm not going to have to do any this year, but I did do one. I must, I, oh, I don't happen. I had a free night certificate that was about to expire and I didn't realize I had it. And so I booked a night with it. My son had a soccer game. I was down in Utah, like Utah County area, if you know Utah. And I went and I checked in and we had our first award travel academy next level coaching call. And so I checked in. I sent my family to go eat dinner. I remember it, this. It was at the Hyatt house, which was perfect because they have like the little table, like a kitchen area. So I plopped myself up the counter on the bar stool and did the coaching call from the Hyatt house, Pleasant Grove, Lehigh. And then... Finished the coaching call. My family picked me picked me up and we drove back home. So that was probably my most unique mattress run was just checking in to do the coaching call. Yeah, I have to say that when I was doing this mattress run, I like I said, probably half of my nights were a mattress run. That isn't going to be cost effective for most people. For me, who is now, you know got so many nights in a Hyatt. I travel a lot. It. I knew, I knew ahead of time that well, I could make it Well, you knew you had your trip coming right. up to mm -hmm. Japan, New Zealand, Australia. Right. You knew you had about 20 nights, so you were going to yeah. save a lot exactly. by having global status for that trip. Yep, exactly. So yeah, I think that cost analysis is really important to do. Yeah. Okay, so we've alluded to these things called fast tracks, globalist fast tracks. So I'll tell you a little bit more about those. First of all, what they are is, as the name implies, a fast track to get globalist. So they will reduce the number of nights needed to attain globalist status. So usually how these fast tracks work is you'll register for them and you'll be given explorer status. But in order to keep, it's usually like 90 days or something of Explorer status. In order to keep you that Explorer status, you would need to stay 10 nights 
or if you want to earn globalist status, you can stay 20 nights. And all of this has to be within 90 days, like my mom mentioned before. So the thing with these um, fast track challenges is they're not predictable. We never know when they're going to be one, even if they're going to do one that year. So it's actually how I got, I think all of us did a fast track challenge the first year that we earned globalist. And then, like I said, Hyatt ropes you in and they're like, they make you think, I can't live without this. So I got to get it the old fashioned way now. So when one comes around, we will let you know. So make sure you're, you know, following the newsletter, Instagram, all that stuff so that you can be notified if you're interested in that. The thing to keep in mind with these fast track challenges is for example, the 20 nights you need to earn in 90 days to get globalist, you have to have 20 nights at a Hyatt. So if you have the Hyatt credit card, the personal card that gives you five nights, those will not count towards your 20 nights. You also do not receive any milestone rewards if you get globalist through a fast track challenge. The only way you earn the milestone rewards is if you actually have you know, 30 elite night credits, and then you get the category one through four certificate and the club access awards. So something to keep in mind, earning globalists the traditional way now that I've done it like that is really nice because earning those milestone rewards is amazing. It's like this another gift inside of globalist status. Yeah. Totally so agree. some of the fast track challenges they've done in the past, like I said, we don't know if they'll do these again. But I, was it earlier this year? In early 2023, Built did a Globalist Fast Track Challenge. American Airlines has done a Fast Track Challenge. Jess did the Corporate Challenge. I think the one I did was one that Hyatt put out itself, but it was technically just supposed to be for targeted individuals. But if you called the right number, they oh, let a lot that. of other people qualify for it. And so that's how you did it too, right, Mom? It is. Yeah. I think you told me about it. And and yeah, that was that was a really nice one. That was amazing. And so And I did, like Alex said, I did the corporate challenge. You can check if you work for a large company, you could go ahead and check right now if you qualify for that. All you do is you can Google. Hyatt globalist corporate status match. I'll put a link in the show notes to the web page, but I think you just Google Hyatt Globe Hyatt Corporate Fast Tracks Challenge, something like that. There will be a space for you to put in your work email address and then it'll tell you whether or not you qualify for the challenge. I I just tested my old work email address before I pieced out of there and it happened to accept it and work. And so that's how I got mine. I think that's something that they offer year round. So you could go ahead and check if you're um, targeted for that. But yeah, like Alex said, they're not really predictable. So we can't really tell you whether one is going to come around or not. And then finally, we're just going to discuss whether globalist status makes sense for you. Obviously, one of the biggest things is going to be how often do you travel? If you only travel once a year, then it's probably not going to be worth all of this effort to get globalist status. The three of us are traveling all the time. And so we save a ton of money by having globalist status. 
the other thing is like what type of stays are you doing? If you're staying at some of the lower category Hyatt's like Hyatt Place and Hyatt House a majority of the time where breakfast is already included and parking is already included, then maybe it doesn't make sense to go for a globalist status. Hyatt Place doesn't really have suite upgrades. Like you're going to check in and they're going to say, oh, we gave you a room on a high floor. But all the rooms at Hyatt Places basically look the same. There are a few that have suites, but they don't, they're not part of the suite upgrade program. So even if you stay at one with a suite and you try to apply a suite upgrade award, they can't do it. So I was given a suite upgrade at the Hyatt Place Park City just because I had globalist status. They gave it to me, which was really nice to have because we had a kitchen, separate living room. It was just a really spacious and nice. And then I was thinking, oh, maybe I could use a suite upgrade award here sometimes. And you can't, you can't use them that. You can't use Sweet Upgrades Award at Hyatt Place. Because the nice thing is, too, is sometimes if you go to Disneyland, they have, like, the bunk rooms. Yeah. So there are some Hyatt Places with nicer rooms. But from what I understand, you can't use Sweet Upgrades Awards at Hyatt House or Hyatt Place. Okay. Good to know. So when you when you get globalist status, it's good for the rest of the year you earn it, all of the following year, and the first two months of the year after that. So it's basically good for the rest of the year you earn it plus 14 months is how I like to say it. And so if I were to earn globalist status in December of 2023, it would be good until February of 2025, till the end of February 2025. So you also want to think about, okay, what kinds of trips do I have planned in the next 14 months to two years? Is Globalist really going to benefit me on those trips? Those are the kind of things you want to think about. Do a cost-benefit analysis. Like for Alex and I, if we can get a suite instead of two rooms on one or two trips a year and we can get free breakfast for our families of six on multiple trips a year, that's saving us a lot of money with Globalist status. And so it's really just going to depend on your specific situation, whether it makes sense for you or not. And I have been travel hacking for quite some time now. And this year, 2023, is the first year that I have had Globalist. So, and for me, now that I have it, and this is my job, and we go on a lot of trips and a lot of family vacations, I plan to always keep it. But if I wasn't, if this wasn't my job, I probably wouldn't be chasing high Globalist status without there being a fast track or something like that. There might be years where it's like, oh, I know we have a couple of big trips. We're planning this trip to Hawaii. Well, you know, I want to have Globalist for that. Actually, I'd probably just say, Mom or Jess, can you do me a guest of honor booking? But if none of us were in this hobby and it was just me and I didn't have someone with, with Globalist that could do that for me, I probably wouldn't be chasing it without having, you know, like you said, knowing that you have all of these trips booked. I think people see globalists and the things that we get and we do with it and they want that. But just like Jess said, you've got to do that cost benefit analysis and make sure it's worth it for you and the travels that you have coming up. And just a word of warning, once you have globalist status, it's hard to go back. I like 
a more bougie experience. That's where I am at my life because I don't have a family that, so for me, you it's, don't have a family. Yeah. I have a family. Then I have little kids. I'm not I know what you mean. I'm just high places. Yes, I have a family. But I that's where I am in my station of life. I want those sweet upgrades. I want the really nice breakfast. And so for me, I'm gonna do my level best um to keep my globalist status. I think sometimes too. When you're realizing, oh, I need to stay at Hyatt so I can get more nights toward Globalist, you sometimes can miss out on trying out some other really nice hotels. Like if I, there's some IHG properties that are really nice that I have enjoyed. And I have to remind myself, it's okay. I can find room. I will find other ways to get Hyatt nights through spending on my Hyatt card. I can still enjoy some other hotel brands and enjoy those experiences. But I will tell you, when you go to those other hotels and you are not getting that sweet upgrade, when you're not getting free breakfast, it's a little disappointing. 100%. So we hope that you can see why we love Hyatt Globalist status so much. The perks plus the amount of money we save make it a no-brainer for us. If you'd like to learn even more about Hyatt, check out our ultimate guide to Hyatt. We'll link it in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button from wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. Want to start jet setting even faster? Follow the links in the show notes to learn about everything we discussed in today's episode. And to stay connected and follow along, follow us on Instagram at Travel Hacking Mom. We can't wait to see where in the world points and miles take you.